48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. Lawmakers are warned they could face expulsion from LegCo unless they listen to the national anthem before taking their oaths. The police chief says crime figures for last year were the lowest in more than four decades. And the health secretary says she's looking at ways to stop the misuse of health care vouchers. Executive Council member Horace Jung says lawmakers elect will risk disqualification if they skip listening to the national anthem during their oath taking ceremonies. The proposed national anthem law stipulates that the march of the volunteers must be played at a number of official occasions, including when legislative council members take their oaths of office. Speaking after taking part in an RTHK programme, Mr Jung, who's also a DAB lawmaker, said people would have nothing to worry about if they followed the law. It depends. Uh What's the intention of the lawmaker? For example, uh, if he, feel, uh, he feels unwell uh, unfit, uh, and go outside for medical treatment, certainly it's not a problem. But if he tried to avoid this part and come out and say to the press that uh, I, I have intention to do so uh, because I don't respect uh, this part, then I think the judge will consider this factor when he makes the decision. Legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok says the possibility of disqualification never came up when the government consulted on the anthem law. When the government came into consultation, they reassured us that this is uh, simply a law to uphold uh, the national anthem. And there is no discussion whatsoever about the need for the national anthem to be played during the um, uh, oath-taking ceremony. And there is certainly news to me when the what Howard Jung said today was that it could be used as a reason for disqualification of lawmakers. So this is not simply just a matter about upholding the national anthem. Under the proposed law, it'll be an offence for anyone to willfully alter or disrespect the anthem or sing it in a distorted or derogatory manner. The bill will be tabled to LegCo later this month. Police Chief Stephen Lowe has revealed that the number of crimes recorded last year was the lowest since 1975. The number of cases was down 3.2% from last year to about 54,000. Speaking at an event to mark the 175th anniversary of the police force, Mr Lowe said officers would not become complacent and would continue to work to make the city safer. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb, who attended the event, said the crime figures were encouraging. Health Secretary Sophia Chan says officials are studying how to prevent abuse of the $2,000 health care vouchers given to elderly people, but stopped short of giving more details. Chief Executive Carrie Lam earlier said the voucher scheme had failed to divert elderly people from using accident and emergency services in public hospitals without good reason. Professor Chan said her bureau was looking at how the vouchers were used. We also take note of some of the uh, local study uh, that uh, actually look at uh, whether the um, elderly health voucher uh, is uh, is uh, is uh, using in a way that uh, uh, fit into its original intended objectives. So we are looking in uh, all these. Uh, 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 issues and comments in totality and uh, hopefully come up with some uh, measures uh, to uh, uh, to ensure that there is uh, uh, no abuse or uh, the uh, current uh, situation uh, can be improved. The Health Secretary said officials were studying how to act on a recommendation from experts that pregnant women should be vaccinated against whooping cough. 
Poland has arrested an employee of the mainland telecoms giant Huawei on suspicion of spying for Beijing. A former member of Polish intelligence has also been detained. The arrests come at a time of increasing concern about the Chinese firm in a number of countries. From Warsaw, here's the BBC's Adam Easton. A spokesman for the security services told the BBC the businessman, named as Wei Jing W, worked for a Chinese telecommunications company in Poland. The Polish national, identified as Piotr D, was a former employee of the country's security services and had been working in the telecoms business. Both men have been placed under arrest for three months and face up to ten years in prison if found guilty. In a statement, Huawei said it was aware of the situation but had no further comment. The company has always denied allegations it has close links to China's intelligence services. The case follows the arrest in Canada of Meng Wanzhou, Huawei's CFO, who's the daughter of its founder, on suspicion of violating Iran sanctions. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. President Trump has dismissed speculation that he's about to declare a national emergency in order to bypass Congress and get the money he needs to build a wall on the Mexican border. He said that would be the easy solution. The southern border is something that should be easy. So what we're not looking to do right now is national emergency. What we want to do, we have the absolute right to do it. In many ways, it's the easy way out. But this is up to Congress, and it should be up to Congress, and they should do it. A funding row over the past three weeks has led to a partial government shutdown, which a few minutes ago officially became the longest on record. Iran has sharply criticised Poland for agreeing to co-host a meeting with the United States in Warsaw on security in the Middle East. The Iranian Foreign Minister, Mohammad Javad Zarif, described the event as a desperate anti-Iran circus. The US Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said ministers from around the world would be invited to take part. From Asia, from Africa, from the Western Hemisphere countries, Europe too, the Middle East of course, uh, countries will all come together to focus on a Middle East stability and peace and freedom and security here in this region, and that includes an important element of making sure that Iran is not a destabilizing influence. Police in the U.S. state of Utah have warned people not to drive while blindfolded after a teenager crashed her car taking part in a viral Internet challenge. The 17-year-old veered into oncoming traffic after pulling a hat over her eyes to emulate the Sandra Bullock film Bird Box. This report from the BBC's Steve Jackson. Utah police say it didn't take long for the teenage driver to lose control of her pickup truck and swerve into another vehicle and a concrete barrier. Nobody was hurt in the crash north of Salt Lake City, but a police officer described the circumstances as outrageous and the collision as predictable. In the film Bird Box, the main characters must be constantly blindfolded to avoid seeing deathly visions. In response, people have posted a series of videos of themselves trying to perform a range of activities while blindfolded. Netflix, which screened the film, has urged people not to hurt themselves carrying out the challenge. To sport now, and with a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Maz Faruqi. The English Premier League returns after the FA Cup third round with a huge match at Wembley on Sunday between third-place Tottenham and Manchester United. Since taking over at Old Trafford in mid-December, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has won all his five matches as interim United boss, but this weekend's game is certainly his toughest test yet. Maurizio Pochettino's Spurs side beat Chelsea in the first leg of their League Cup semi-final in midweek. Can they make it four wins in a row in all competitions? Earlier, Everton hosts Bournemouth in Sunday's lunchtime game. Bournemouth striker Callum Wilson 
Wilson has been linked with the move to Stamford Bridge this week. Will the England international continue to have success in front of goal and add to the 12 who scored already this season in all competitions? Before those matches, West Ham play Arsenal in Saturday's lunchtime game at the London Stadium. There are five matches at 1500 GMT with league leaders Liverpool travelling to Brighton, the pick of the ties. Jurgen Klopp's team's unbeaten record in the league was ended by Manchester City last week. Can they bounce back with a win to strengthen their place in top spot ahead of Manchester City's match on Monday night against Wolves? Elsewhere on Saturday, Burnley play Fulham, Crystal Palace hosts Watford, Leicester face Southampton and there's a crucial match at the bottom of the table between Cardiff and Huddersfield. The late game on Saturday takes place at Stamford Bridge with Chelsea against Newcastle. From BBC Global Sport, this is Maz Faruqi. In American football, it's now down to eight in the battle for the Super Bowl. The Rams, the Patriots, the Saints and the Chiefs will host NFL divisional playoff games this weekend. RTHK's Ray Jovanovich has a preview. The Kansas City Chiefs host the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going with the Chiefs at home over the Colts, but I think this is going to be the toughest of the four games. Then I've got the Rams hosting the Cowboys. I'll take the Rams over Dallas. Both of these teams feature great running games, but the Rams have a better passing attack. And then the upset, I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers on the road all the way across country with Phil Rivers taking on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Everybody's going with the Patriots, but I think uh, the Chargers and Phil Rivers are going to have a great uh, game. And then finally, going with the New Orleans Saints at home over the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia, no doubt, looking to get back to the Super Bowl. The Saints are just too good, too strong, too fast. And they've got Drew Brees, who will be named the NFL's MVP for this season. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Lawmakers are warned they could face expulsion from LegCo unless they listen to the national anthem before taking their oaths. The police chief says crime figures for last year were the lowest in more than four decades, and the health secretary says she's looking at ways to stop the misuse of health care vouchers. That's the news from RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair till 3pm. This week we have a brand new selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. For the most part from Europe, East and West, the Americas, North and South, the Caribbean and Africa. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. He is from Rome. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off our hot new selection of hot hits with Oana from Romania, who's singing in a self-pen song in Spanish. It would seem the Romanian language, as a member of the Latin family of languages, is a lot closer to Spanish than English. And therefore, she's written this one herself. It's called Benji. It's a love song. And the song starts off uh, where she sings, first of all, about money. She doesn't care much about money, doesn't give her life, doesn't give her what she wants. She spends it as she gets it. And then she gets to Benji. Here's from Romania, Oana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sin importar lo que cuesta disfrutar de mi vida 
eso te lo dije ya El dinero no me importa, siempre viene y se va Aunque tengan abundancia 